Hey! It's the Gil Can Run Show, episode 19! Wow, we're coming up on 20. I've had a really exciting week. I hope you've had an exciting week, too. Well, it's not even been a full week since I talked to you last. I talked to you on Saturday when I was mad high from running the Hartford Marathon and absolutely crushing it and crushing my old PR by 34 minutes. And just everything since then has been just fantastic as well. Let me tell you, let me get you up to speed in case you haven't been following the written blog, which actually I've seen a lot of you have been, which is really cool. I'm really amped about that. I'm really excited. Thank you so much. And uh, make sure if you're liking what you're hearing, share it with your friends, of course. Uh, tonight I'm rocking my all for nothing tea that I actually got when I bought their album, What Lies Within Us. Um... Uh, they sent me the t-shirt and a whole package with everything. It was very cool. They're a hardcore band from Amsterdam. Nah. See, everyone thinks that hardcore is like, oh, well, you know, it's like a New York thing and a, you know, well, well like a Northeast thing and then like a, an L.A. thing. And then, No, no, no. No, my friends. This is worldwide. Yeah, that's right. We've been taking over for a couple decades now, and you better watch out because we're coming for you. Uh, they're a very cool band. Very positive message. I love bands with messages, and I particularly love any band or any group or any artist with a positive message saying, listen, you know what, it's a messed up world out there, but we can definitely do things and make some changes, but we got to all stick together. And that is all for nothing. Like, almost all their songs are about, like, you know, positive, hardcore, getting stuff done. Hardcore is all about working people, but we're not getting into into that right now. I just finished dinner. We're going to start backwards. Okay. We're going to start at dinner. I just finished dinner. What I did was I, and I will be including the recipe because I finally did it. I had some time. I got some vital wheat gluten and I put together my own seitan, seitan. Actually, I believe it said seitan. Um, put together seitan. Um, just followed the directions on the package as far as preparing the seitan itself. And then I threw together uh, the seitan with uh, my grandmother's meatball recipe. Okay, so instead of using ground beef, I ground up the seitan, put it in the meatball recipe, which isn't really a recipe, but I'm making a recipe. There's no real measuring, okay? So when you look at this recipe, if you want to use this recipe, if you want to try this recipe, do it to your taste and do it to how you like, you know, uh, you know, like things. Okay. Uh, the one thing that's important is with the egg and the breadcrumb and the seitan and mixing everything together, make sure that it forms balls properly and keeps that shape. Okay. If it's falling apart, it's too loose. If it's like crumbling, then it's too dry. Okay. So you either need to add egg or breadcrumb depending, and you just got to balance it out. Okay. I did it with eight ounces. I did like half a batch really. Um, usually, uh, my grandmother uses a pound of ground beef to make meatballs. It usually yields about 12 meatballs, 12 to, you know, 14 meatballs, depending on how big you make them. I make mine a little bigger. Why? Because my hands are bigger than my grandma's and I try and make them small, but then they feel too small to me. Right. And still they're kind of big. So, because, you know, grandma, little old 95-year-old Italian lady, and then me, right? Big, bombastic guy, and I, 
yeah. I, I still, I make them smaller than most restaurants make them still, because I think that the way restaurants proportion things are ridiculous. But anyway, so I made them, they were good. I think I could add a little bit more garlic and Parmesan for, or I don't use Parmesan, I'm sorry. Parmesan's that just, everyone just says Parmesan all the time. I never use Parmesan. I use Romano. And if you're doing it vegan, obviously you don't want to use egg and you don't want to use cheese. Okay, use whatever substitute you use for egg and cheese, right? Uh, the egg is just a binder, it's not there for flavor. So if you use something for egg flavor, I don't know why you would do something for egg flavor, but anyway, as a binder, use whatever you use, and then whatever you use to substitute Romano or Parmesan in your, in your recipes or on your food, use that in the meatballs, or meatless balls, I should say. I'm going to keep calling them meatless balls, but I'm going to keep making the mistake because I do that. And so the whole thing is, is that I formed them up, I fried them up, and that's the other thing. Like, Every, every recipe that I've seen about meatless meatballs, basically, uh, they bake them, for one. And two, they throw all this crap in there. Uh, you know, meatballs are a simple thing, okay? They're very simple. Uh, you can complicate them a little bit. You could put, like, you know, uh, you could do, like, Sicilian style with, like, pignol nuts and raisins in there, which actually I could do with these. If you're a fan of pignol nuts and raisins, uh, pine nuts, pignols, uh, if, if you're a fan, uh, you can put them in meatballs and they're really tasty, okay? That's like a Sicilian style kind of thing. Um, and it's really good. And actually, you could take this recipe and just substitute the seitan for ground beef or ground beef and ground pork if you wanted to. And you could make it a, a meat recipe if you insist on, you know, murdering animals for your... Uh, daily intake of calories, which, once again, I'm not judging, I'm just saying it like it is. So, <laughs> like, please, you know, if you want to yell at me, go ahead and yell at me. But, you know, just saying, like, you know, you can use this recipe with meat or without meat. It's the same recipe. It's the same recipe my grandma uses, um, just I didn't put meat, meat in it. So I was able to have something and uh, I was really excited that they stuck together so well because usually when it comes to frying up uh, just vegetable matter it can be difficult to get it to all stick together properly but it all stuck together the texture was perfect um, you know the taste what I did as I said I took the seitan uh, instructions off the box and basically it was mix the vital wheat gluten with water in a specific ratio and then uh, basically simmer it for an hour in vegetable broth okay so you basically you mix it all together you make a log out of it like a two and a half inch log and then what I did was I cut it into half inch medallions it said just half inch they didn't really say how like strips or medallions or whatever so I did medallions because grinding up anyway who cares so I did half inch medallions I put it in the pot covered them with vegetable broth, because it says to cover them with vegetable broth, bring it to a boil, bring it down to a simmer, put a cover on, let it go for an hour, right? That's how they said to prepare it, that's what I did. Um, and, you know, it tastes like seitan. That's <laughs> what it is. Uh, I suppose you could put some of the flavorings in beforehand. I didn't. I ground it up in the food processor, put all the ingredients in there. I have the instructions with the ingredient list. 
and uh, you know made meatballs and it was really cool it was really good it was really tasty it was really exciting that I managed to do that I'm so happy about that um, so went for a run before that well actually in the middle of all that I went for a run after everything finished simmering and I needed it to cool a little bit so I went out for a run I only did 5k today I did 3.1 miles I wanted to see how I was doing I was feeling pretty good so I just went and took off and I actually did pretty well I haven't even looked at everything I was around 24 minutes for a 5k which is pretty good it's not where I want to be with 5k but considering what I've gone through over the last week running wise I'm good with that because I really like pushed hard and did a really great thing on Saturday and then Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Yesterday, I ran with my club. I've never actually run with my club before. Like before races every now and then, I've run out with them for like a mile for a warm-up. Um, one day before a race where we put on the race and then we all volunteer, I went out for a run with them real quick. Um, but I never really went to a club run where we just go out and we run and that's what we do. So I did that. And it was pretty cool. I got to run with a couple friends. We were taking it easy. We weren't going the full distance that the rest of the club was going. You know, we went kind of slow and we took it easy because, you know, two of us had run the marathon and we're just kind of, man, whatever. So, and what it did was it encouraged me at the end, something I never do, to put a kick on. I never put a kick on. I talked about that last night. I really need to do that. I really need to get used to at the end of whatever I'm running you know, really take off and do it because I hold back a lot. I do. I hold back a lot. I even hold back here. It doesn't seem like it. I seem like I'm very open and honest and, and I'm holding back. Honestly, I'm holding back. Believe it or not, you have no idea what goes through my head. But I need to stop holding back so much. Um, particularly when it comes to effort towards the outside world. Um, I need to allow myself to do things and have successes and things like that and not be ashamed of it and not be worried about what people are thinking when I'm, you know, out there being my kick-ass self. Um, and I already kick a fair amount of ass, but I can kick a lot more ass and I tend not to because I worry about what people might think that I'm like, ooh, he's trying too hard or something like that. No, I just... I'm just really hyper and I want to do all this stuff and I have all this energy and I want to get it out there and I want to do all these things, right? So I'm working on that. It's actually something that running has helped me with a lot. I've come a very long way over the last few years. People that have known me prior and up till now, unless they've known me in, in really in an athletic way where they played sports with me. Um, and not a lot of people that I know have really dealt with me in the athletic arena. Um, a fair number, but there are a lot more that haven't really seen me in that arena, where I've always been okay with just laying it all out there, except for some reason with running for the longest time. I was very tentative, but for the most part, you know, when when push comes to shove in athletics, I really can just let it all hang out and do it. And, and actually, it's pretty much when I'm really, really me. And um, I don't think I'm the only person out there that that happens to. But it's definitely interesting. Um, 
and it's something that I've noticed with running and it's something that I've noticed particularly as I've gone and gotten more success in running. Um, and success obviously for everyone is different. I'm not going to win stuff. I mean, maybe in 5Ks, like smaller 5Ks, maybe I could win my age group or something like that. But I'm generally, I'm not going to come in first. You know, like my goal for a 5K for next year is definitely going to be sub 20 minutes. Okay. I want to do a sub 20 minute 5K. And I don't care if it's 19.59 because my fastest 5K so far is like 22.37 or 22.57, right? Which is a respectable speed. Uh, but I just, I want to break that 20 minute mark. I really think I can. I know a lot of great, like, really flat courses where that's possible. So I want to go for it. I want to see what I can do. You know, um, that's what I've been doing. I've been pushing myself all year with the marathons. I've hit almost all of my goals now. I have two more marathons to run. Technically, I can run one marathon, and I would have 12 for the year, but I want to get one in November and one in December, even though technically I didn't get one in February. I got one March 1st. And then I got another one in March, but uh, that's not my fault that the one that I was going to run in February was canceled. So I got in a marathon, actually more than a marathon on March 1st. I'm counting it. So, um, you know, we'll go in, we'll do that. And, uh, you know, we have uh, Philadelphia and Roxbury, and that's it for the year for marathons. And I may run a 5K on Sunday. Uh, people in my club asked me to run a 5K. I am not 100% sure if I can. Um, I have to look and see what my bank account's looking like come Sunday. And if I have the entry fee and I can wake up in time, I'll come hang out. Uh, and then the Christopher Martin's 5K is the other one that I'm going to run because um, it's a giant party afterwards. And Sometimes I'm more in a drinking club that has a running problem. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So that's where we're at. And then Tuesday, I did like five and a half miles and I did pretty good pace. I did the pace that I need to do in Philadelphia in order to hit my goal there of 345. And if I did it for five and a half miles, I have a feeling I can keep it up and I can keep going. I ordered my pace bracelet for Philadelphia. I can't wait for that to get here. Um, and I have, you know, they, they sell you three at a time. And one is the time that I want to hit. One's a little faster if I'm feeling like I could do, do a little faster. And the last one's a little bit slower if conditions aren't right. And if conditions aren't right, I have no problem saying, you know what, let's slow down, let's survive. Right? I'm okay with that. So... We'll see what happens, we'll see how everything goes, and we'll go from there. Uh, right now, I'm definitely feeling good. I'm definitely feeling, uh, first off, psychologically, I'm feeling very good because I'm very excited and I'm very happy with what I've accomplished this week. Um, physically, I'm feeling good. My legs are a lot less tired than you would think for somebody who's run four days this week after running a marathon on Saturday. And so, we're good there. Emotionally, well, I'm still the same old, um, uh, you know, uh, me that I always am. Um, so, but generally, you know, I, and I separate psychologically and emotionally. 
and I don't know if I should or not. I'm not a uh, professional in those things. Um, but, uh, and I've been sleeping relatively well the last few nights, which is uh, good for me. Generally, I don't sleep well at all, as a general statement of fact. Sleeping well does not happen for me. But, over the last couple nights, I've been doing really well. So, I think it has something to do with Saturday, but I'm very excited. And uh, this Saturday, this coming Saturday, I may go up to Roxbury and run in their series um, with one of my friends who has invited me up to do that. And I think that would be a lot of fun. And then Monday, I might make another club run because apparently they go to Mackin' Out on Monday. So, um, yeah, macaroni and cheese. Yeah, one of my favorite things. <laughs> so, uh, we will see. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. I mean, it's just been absolutely huge, and, um, you know, I was just really excited that the recipe worked out. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm going to start making my own ketchup again soon, because we're almost out of ketchup. I just don't feel right about making more ketchup when there's ketchup in the house still, um, particularly since I actually need the container <laughs> that it's in. Um, so... Uh, time to make ketchup soon. I have my ketchup recipe, which I'll probably share with you guys. Like, I have it, you know, like, down. I've been doing it for a while. So, I could definitely share ketchup recipe with you. Um, there's nothing special to it. I try and basically clone Heinz. But, it's not exact. It's a little different. I think it's a little better. I use a little less sugar in things than you know, commercially available products. I don't like things being overly sweet. I like sweets. I like desserts. I don't like a ton of sugar. Weird, right? No. But that's the way that it is. So, uh, you know, I will see. Uh, then there's off the ketchup. I make a salad dressing very similar to the Vermont uh, Maple Grove Farms Vermont Sweet and Sour. Okay. And uh, that's very tasty. That's another one I should share with you. And there's other stuff that I want to do. I found a kick-ass recipe for carrot soup. I want to check that out. And if that's any good, I'll definitely give that one to you um, coming up. And like, wow, I've been talking about running and now recipes. Like, I should do, I should have a show on Food Network. Eh? 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 The studios are down the road from me. Someone could put in a good word. No? Okay. Um, so, right now, uh, we, we can hear dog barking in the background because that's my life. Um, yeah, yeah. Still got to deal with the dogs. Uh, and that's always fun to deal with dogs. Who doesn't love barking dogs constantly? Um, but hey, that's yeah, life. Um, yeah, and that's part of me holding back, honestly, that I have to deal with dogs. I, uh, I need to just, you know, let things fall where they may and go do my own thing. But uh, we will get there. One little step at a time. You can't take big chunks out of things. And that's kind of uh, another thing. Like, it's funny because I took a big chunk out of my PR on Saturday, right? So here's this guy who just took 34 minutes off his PR and he's saying, you can't take big chunks out of things. And you can't. You can't. You gotta take everything a step at a time. Like, you know, when I had my asthma attack that almost killed me, right? 
we're sitting down with the doctor and we're making basically a plan of attack to fix all the problems that I had. The problems were the asthma, obviously, high blood pressure, smoking, which goes back to the asthma, okay, and weight. And those are all big, big problems. So, um, and the weight was tied into the high blood pressure and the smoking and the asthma went together, right? So, um, he was like, okay, first things first, because asthma is the most pressing issue. That's what actually sent you to the hospital. He goes, first thing to do is quit smoking. And he said, don't worry about anything else. He said, you need to lose weight and the blood pressure will come down and things will be better for you. He said, and the asthma will get better as well with losing weight. Um, he said, but, he said, the first thing to do, because the most, the biggest problem is the smoking. He said, and if you're trying to do more than one thing at once with this, if you have a relapse with one thing or you're, you're not getting the results you want with the weight loss, he said, there's a good chance that you're going to pick up smoking again. He said, so focus on the smoking first, right? And that's what I did. And that worked because I was just focused on just doing the smoking. And it took me months to get to the point where it's like, okay, now it's time to do something about the weight. And the doctor didn't even say anything. I just said, you know what, now it's time to do something about the weight. It took like six months, almost, right? Because August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Yes. Because um, it wasn't until June of the following year, and I quit in August of the previous year, so it wasn't until June, almost a year later, 10 months later, yeah, 10 months later, that I accidentally counted twice on something. <laughs> 10 months later that I finally said, okay, I'm going to go out, I'm going to walk six days a week, I'm going to walk five kilometers a day, and I'm going to watch what I eat, and then that'll be that. And, you know, I'll see how it works and adjust from there. And it turned out that that was a really good formula for me. It might be a good formula for you if you're struggling. It might not. But walking five kilometers six days a week, I made sure I took a day off. I did not have a cheat day. What I did was I watched what I ate every day. And I counted the calories and I chalked up what I eat. And I cut out all sorts of things. All right. I cut out. I would only drink diet soda. Turns out the diet soda ended up being a problem. I cut out um, desserts. All I would eat was, like for dessert, I would have like a caramel apple, right? So apple with, and I would have a metered amount of caramel. Like I would measure out a tablespoon of caramel or whatever the serving size of caramel was. I knew the calorie count of it. And I would measure that out. And that is all I would use with the apple. I would not use more, I would not use less, right? And that's what I did. And I just measured everything out. And I said, okay, this is all I'm going to have. And that's what I did. And I did that for a very long time. And it took, let's see here, June, July, August, September, October, November. It took five months to get most of the weight off. I went from 250 pounds to 170 pounds in five months. Um, I have not since then bothered to reshape any of it. Um, I, and I do, I probably need to still lose a few more pounds until I'm really in tip top shape for long distance running. 
Um, I'm still carrying around 175, 170 to 175 pounds every time I go out and I run. So, you know, that's a lot of weight to carry around. And it's not all firm and, and you know, nice. So, you know, there's still a little bit of... I actually, I believe I told you guys, I apologized on Saturday for having my shirt off when I was in the medical tent. Because <laughs> I felt bad. Because I feel bad about my body. Another thing about holding back that I need to work on. So, this is all stuff that's got to get worked on. Not a big deal right now. But... So, you know, and I've gone over this and I, I've told you what I did, but, you know, and I took it all one step at a time. And then, you know, the walking became running little distances here and there. And then it became running the whole thing. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm running now every day. I can go and, you know, let's enter this race. And then, you know, I entered that race. And I'm like, oh, let's enter this race and let's enter this and that. And then I got a new job, and I ended up meeting up with the running club through the job, and starting marathons, and all that good stuff. And now here I am today. So, that's how all that happened. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them all, and there you have the story of the last couple of years for me. So, but, um, you know, so, I'm still learning stuff, and I'm still trying new things, and now, you know, I've cut out meat from my diet. I cut out diet sodas because the aspartame was giving horrible anxiety attacks, like terrible anxiety attacks. And, uh, you know, so I'm learning things and trying new things and, you know, trying things out. And now I get to share them with you. So, um, you know, that's like really the cool stuff that comes out of, you know, all this is that. I have the ability to share my experience and I still have new experience. I know I have new experiences coming up that are going to be so much cooler and so much better and more things to learn about and more things to pass on. So, you know, definitely keep up with that if nothing else. So other than that, my room's starting to come together. It's been kind of a thing. It's been a process, right? They came in, they did the, uh, another return. It significantly quieted down the heating and cooling system. There's still some tweaks that need to be made. Um, if the plumber doesn't want to deal with it anymore, I have no problem fixing what's left because I just, I don't want to deal with people in and out of the house all the time anymore either. But um, I talked about my trophies, get my trophies up on the wall, my, my baseball stuff, and I realized that, you know, it's all first through third place. There's no second place. And it's all every year that I played, I was on like a top three team. Um, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. But hey, I guess we were kind of good. Um, you know, I actually have all my baseball stuff. The other day, finally, someone found my cleats. They ended up on a throwout pile. I got really pissed off about that. I was like, who would... Are these yours? Why would you want to throw them out? Do you even know what they are? No, you don't. You just saw that they weren't yours, so you went to try and throw them out. Like, good thing that I was here to see that and grab them and, and bring them up. So they're, they're, like, almost brand new, the last pair of cleats that I bought for baseball. Uh, because I was playing, and then I wasn't playing, and, uh, you know, then my health just deteriorated really quick. So, it's been a few years. 
I should probably see if I can get a game in sometime next year. Um, I'm sure that I still got it. I, I don't really, I don't really concern myself with if I got it or not. So, um, uh, you know, it's kind of like riding a bike. Give me, give me a few minutes and i pretty much get it. And hopefully I won't get the yips while throwing anymore. <laughs> I really, I really get in my own head when I'm throwing and sometimes I can just, like, you ever seen Major League Two and the catcher, right? Kind of like that. Like, it's that bad sometimes. Um, so, we will see. And then, um, you know, some other stuff, just I gotta finish up. I'm gonna do like a thing for all my running medals, and I actually have a couple of running trophies that I need to put up there. Um, and I'm gonna mess around, and I'm gonna figure something out for that. Um, I have to make a some sort of headboard for my bed. I'm kind of tired of just being a having a bed frame and um, mattress and box spring and that's it. Um, the good news is I can do these things. I have a certain amount of skill when it comes to home stuff. So like I could build my own metal rack, I can hang it, I can build a you know headboard. Um, I won't do a footboard. I don't like footboards. I don't see the purpose in a footboard. But headboards, um, uh, you know, they protect the wall. Let's put it that way. I've uh, I've actually already marked up the wall while changing sheets because of the fact that the frame is on wheels and I don't lock the wheels. And I pull out the bed and I change the sheets and then I put it back and it's up against the wall and it scrapes. And if I had a headboard there, first off, it would already be spaced away from the wall. So it would be easier for me to change the sheets without having to move the bed. In fact, I wouldn't have to move the bed. But then also, uh, I wouldn't be slamming the frame into the wall and cutting up the wall and having to uh, paint the wall. I feel like a real idiot for doing that, but I did that and it happened. So obviously I have to fix that and that will be done. <laughs> but I mean, you know, as I said, I can do these things. It's not a big deal. It's just a pain. Who wants to waste their time doing that stuff? So. Um, and I've said that before, like, if you don't feel that you can do these things, you need to, like, watch some YouTube videos or read some books and stuff like that. However you learn, like, teach yourself how to do this stuff. Because it's important to be able to do this stuff. So, I would highly, highly recommend learning to do things yourself. Not only do you save a lot of money doing it yourself, because now you're not paying somebody to do it, but you really feel better about yourself saying, hey, look at that, I did that. Like me making meatballs today. Ooh, there's going to be pictures with meatballs, with meatless balls today as well, because I took pictures. Um, not a lot of pictures, but I took a couple pictures because I'm pretty, pretty happy with myself, pretty proud of the final product. Um, and uh, as I said, it's like, you know, I just took an authentic Italian recipe and made it vegetarian. And then I was reading this thing, this kind of actually bothered me, because someone was saying, Pecorino Romano is not vegetarian because it has rennet in it. Rennet's an enzyme, okay? You don't have to kill anything in order to get rennet, okay? Um, you kind of do have to make something puke to get rennet, but you don't have to. Um, it's an enzyme in the stomach of ruminant animals. So, um, you know, you can get it without um, killing 
So it's not vegan by any means, but no cheese is. But it is vegetarian. There's no meat in it. There's an enzyme in it. But let me tell you something, a lot of things have enzymes in it. Tempe has enzymes in it. It's, you know, let's not even get into that. Some people don't, like, I don't know, they don't understand, they don't get science, and then they say things. I got into an argument on Facebook the other day with somebody, and I really got to stop doing that, because, ugh. And they actually said to me, it's a widely believed fact. Facts are not widely believed. Facts are facts. End of. If it is a fact, it is true. It is not, does not matter if you believe it or not. Okay? You could believe it five ways to Sunday. You could not believe it. It doesn't make it any less true. So, if something is widely believed, it probably isn't a fact. And what this person was saying was not, in fact, a fact. I even forget what it was at this point. But it was not a fact. And I was able to show them that it was not a fact. But that's okay. This is why I need to stop arguing with people on Facebook, though, because they say these things. A widely believed fact doesn't exist. Doesn't matter if you believe in a fact or not, it's still a fact. Each year, over the past, you know, however many years, we have generally seen a trend. Every now and then there's a little dip, but for the most part, the trend has been every year the global average temperature has risen. That is a fact. They're saying, oh, well, you know, some people try and argue and say, oh, well, you know, it's stalled. When you start from a certain point, it looks like it's stalled. But in reality, when you go back throughout recorded history, the trend is still going up. It has not stalled. Every year it is getting warmer. This year it looks like it is going to be warmer than last year. It continues on. Okay, This is fact. You cannot argue it. It doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. There's a lot of people that don't believe in that fact. But it is a fact. And that is that. Now, there are people that argue, oh, well, you know, is it man-made or not? And actually, this week, an eminent physicist, Freeman Dyson, actually said, oh, no, everyone's wrong. It's not man-made. You're a physicist. Oh, well, they're using, you know, fudged numbers, he says. Uh, not really, Freeman Dyson. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he's gotten a little old. I think um, he's weighing in on this, and I'm not sure he has all the information available. Um, and it's funny because, you know, Freeman Dyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson, Dyson, um, you know, they're... They're very smart guys, and they disagree on this, okay? Um, 
Freeman Dyson's one of the very few that disagree on this, though, like that have a differing opinion. And that kind of concerns me because, in general, people like Dr. Tyson, Bill Nye, these are very smart, very well-respected scientists. I mean, they're legitimately their scientists. Uh, even Bill Nye, who you may remember Bill Nye the science guy. Um, granted, they're not climatologists, they're not weather scientists, they're physicists, they're chemists, they're, but they still, they understand the process, they understand how to read the paper, they understand the idea and the materials, and they look at these things and most of them say, and most of the climatologists, most of the meteorologists and all, say, yeah, chances are, based on what we know about the carbon cycle and things like that, that yes, us adding more carbon into the atmosphere is causing this to happen. And frankly, if we were to change everything, what would we lose anyway? Right? Oh my god, we stopped polluting the atmosphere, but it's still getting warmer. At least we can breathe a little easier as it gets warmer. Why? Why would that be a bad thing? I mean, we know there, there's no debate as to burning fossil fuels, uh, increasing asthma rates, um, which obviously is an important thing to me, uh, of increasing, you know, uh, all sorts of bad things. You know, there's carcinogens that come out of tailpipes and out of factories and everything. Like, so cancer rates, asthma rates, uh, you know, the environmental impact of even drilling for this stuff, killing wildlife when there's an oil spill, making beaches, you know, unusable. Um, you know, the Gulf, they say, oh, it'll be clean in a couple of years. No, it's not. It's still not clean. You still see oil washing up all the time. Like, give me a break, right? We're doing serious damage here. And you cannot tell me for a second that even if global warming wasn't a thing, that it wouldn't make sense to get rid of this stuff. It totally makes sense. So I don't even know why people like Freeman Dyson like even get into it because it doesn't even make sense to say, oh no, we're, we're okay on this stuff. We're, we're, we're all right using this stuff because, you know, you know, the only problem it causes is global warming apparently. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's just not true. Um, so, you know, it, it's just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I don't know if that was really the big sciencey news because the other big sciencey news is they found um, around a distant star, they found what seems to be a mass of massive objects flying around the star. They can't really come up with a good explanation as to why it would be natural phenomena. Uh, that is to say, like accretion disks and things like that, because it's an older star, so it should have a stable planetary system around it and everything like that. But, you know, obviously the SETI people are saying, well, you know, it's got to be, you know, alien-made stuff, you know, harvesting, you know, sunlight and everything to power their civilization and this, that, the other thing. 
I don't know. Let's wait and see what everything says. You know, maybe they find RF frequencies coming from the stuff. Maybe they don't. Um, I don't know if there are going to be RF frequencies that we can determine from this distance. All I know is I hope that everyone looks at this and says, you know what, this is worth investigating. We need to start working on traveling faster and we need to start doing it as a species. We need to come together and really focus our energy on this and get rid of all the nonsense that we worry about. Uh, as, as they say in Rick and Morty, we seem to have a very planetary, planetary mindset about things. So um, that line struck me when, when Rick said that to Morty. Stop, stop being so planetary about these things. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it made sense with me. It resonated with me. It's one of the reasons why I really have been enjoying the show. Uh, apart from the crass humor and, uh, you know, uh, 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 zany situations. But just, it really has a point to make, and it makes it very well. So, I've been enjoying that. Uh, other than that, um, you know, it's just, it's been a really cool week. I've really been having fun. I've been really excited. I can't wait to see what this weekend brings. I'm really jazzed up to really go for it in November with Philadelphia. I'm hoping I have good weather for it. I'm hoping I'm feeling good for it. It's coming up uh, the weekend before. Um, the weekend before Thanksgiving. There we go. I knew that there was a day that was important that was coming up. Uh, let's see here. And it's a week and a half until Marine Corps Marathon. I got a couple friends who are running that. Um, actually, I only know of one friend who's running that. Um, but I'm wishing her well, um, although I will probably have another one of these before then, but I just wanted to, while it was fresh in my mind, wish everyone running this weekend good luck, and everyone running next weekend, just in case, good luck as well. Uh, so, other than that, I'm actually going to cut a little bit short this week, um, basically because I'm out of things to say. Uh, it's only a couple minutes. Don't worry about it too much. Uh, no, but as I said, I've been really excited. I've been really excited about also the, the response I've been getting. Um, so if you like it, make sure to share it. Share the Facebook page, the Twitter page, you know, the, uh, you know, the URL for the website, the YouTube videos, whatever you want to share, just share it. Share it. Talk about it. You know, talk to me about it. I'm always available. I'm always there for dialogue. Um, you know, feel free to post whatever you want. It's cool. Um, no holds barred, right? Um, that's a way to live my life. Uh, so just, uh, you know, keep it going and, uh, um, yeah, and check out All For Nothing if you like, you know, heavy music and, uh, positive music. Definitely check them out. Um, they're very cool. They're cool people. They're from Amsterdam and they pretty much kick ass. So, oh, and H2O, their new album came out. Whoa, Use Your Voice. Listen, Use Your Voice, great album. You should check it out once again if you like the punk rock and the hardcore and the, the heavy music and stuff. Um, their new album dropped, and it was actually five bucks the other day on Bridge Nine Records or whatever you wanted to pay if you wanted to pay more. Um, so Bridge Nine, you know, you can check that out. So... Other than that, I'm getting out of here. I got to go. I'm still hungry. I'm going to have some dessert. So have fun. Keep running. And remember, if Gil can run, 
then so can you.